You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. It's Tuesday, so it's time for It's My Money, brought to you by Brentus Wealth, which is South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. And with me from Brentus today is Gustav Reinach. And Gustav, just been looking at that rand. I mean, I commentate on the markets every single day. So when it goes up five cents or down five cents, uh, I don't sort of step back and look at the big picture. But it was 1935, 14 months ago. It's now, well, actually earlier this week. Yesterday, in fact, it broke 14. So this is an extraordinary transformation. And suddenly the rand is very, very popular indeed. How do you approach this at, at Brenthurst when it comes to your clients? Do you factor in the rand or you just say, we're not currency traders, we have to do what we're good at? Yeah, Lindsay, thank you for the question. Yeah, I think uh, what's on everyone's lips currently is the mighty rand against all emerging markets, US, but everyone. Um, it's a it's a it's a double double edged sword, I would say, because every time you see the U.S. markets and and everything over there running, you seem to see the the rand weakening also. Because um, uh, what happens is you, then you sit with a double edged sword where you need to buy currency more expensive because the rand has weakened weakened while the U.S. markets uh, show opportunity. So uh, definitely regarding clients, always if we're trying to invest offshore in portfolios, we take a long-term view. And the long-term view we have uh, has been and has been pretty clear for a long while now that if we don't see serious economic change and regulations in South Africa, um, we don't see a good path for the RAND with the current debt and everything. But you get these, uh, what can I say, uh, outliers uh, and outlier years uh, where the RAND bumps out to 19 because of COVID and then it made a massive recovery back to 14, breaking 14 yesterday for a few seconds. Yes. So what we always try and tell clients is if we're going offshore and taking on uh, currency risk, it has to be a long-term view. So we were fortunate in our regard. I mean, there is some clients that wanted to go out and, and was uh, was forcing us to go out at around 18, uh, those kind of rates. And we can't forecast whatsoever what happens in this country or the currency, but we we absolutely demand that it is for long term then. So just to take a step back, we we. Exactly the same thing happened in 2015, I think, when our financial minister was fired in South Africa. Overnight, the rand shot up to 16 rand 80 from 11, 11.50. So oh, that was Nene Gates, was wasn't it? Nene Gates, yeah. Exactly. So that happened, and we got clients that took out money at 16.80, and we still told them then we have to look at a long-term view. And what happened was the currency did uh, appreciate the rand got stronger and stronger, but the U.S. markets and the world markets did very good. So much so that we saw growth in net figures in South African rand terms, but they never realized their money and brought it back on the strong currency. And today, um, it's very near that, but the U.S. dollar growth that we got was very good. Now, to compare this to our current situation, and we look at from today a year back. 
the currency, the rand, has strengthened by 23.49%. Um, I'm currently looking at the graph in front of me. Even with that strength in rand terms, the S&P gave you 9.38% in rand terms still. So it's not like the U.S. and those markets have, have kept you waiting and you have all this negative um, currency risk that you took and, and uh, as long as you don't realize it, you'll still be fine. Um, I mean, if I switch the graph to a 10 year figure, if you look at the RAND uh, 10 years back until today, the RAND has weakened 7.67% per year annualized. So that just tells you on the long term figure regarding macroeconomic aspects, um, we see a depreciating rand in the long term. Talking about graphs now, and you've, you've got me off on a tangent at something that I really enjoy, looking looking at graphs, because it's almost like an mm. anthropological history of markets and the way they behave. You have a look at the, the rand, and you draw a smooth, I suppose, in technical terms, uh, moving average over the years. Then, if you mm. were very patient, and if you had the means, and if you were really keen on it, you could make a lot of money out of, of trading the rand. I'm not su suggesting that for, for Brentos Wealth clients or Brentos Wealth itself. Mm. I'm just saying that when it goes to these extreme levels like 1935 in March of last year, March the 23rd, I think it was, and then it goes to these extreme levels now, just below 14, you say to yourself, history tells us it's not going to last. If you, When everyone's bullish, then you've got to sell. When everyone's bearish, then you've got to buy. I mean, it's a simplistic uh, argument but it does affect your day-to-day -day dealings with your clients, I suppose. Yes, absolutely. You've got clients that, that do regularly call you about these fluctuations. Um, but uh, on our side, the biggest bet that we can ever take is, is on the currency. And we just don't want to take on that currency risk because we are here to provide for clients retirement. So you get day traders that will absolutely take on that risk for you. But they will have to inform every every client very well about the risks there has been. And um, I think at a lot of times there's a, they call it a survivor bias. So you only look at the day traders that have survived until now, if you go look at the charts and how the success rates are. So you're completely ignoring every single one that as blew out the, their whole account with day trading. And that's something very dangerous um, if, if you leave those figures out uh, about their success rate. Um, but I mean, for us, it's always about the long-term growth and how we can appreciate um, uh, portfolios in the long term for clients. Okay, let's take the round out of the equation now. What are you doing at the moment? The old sell in May and go away theme, some people are saying is going to work this year. In other words, the bears want the market to go down. But that's nothing to do with what you do at Brent Wealth. Your goal is a long term investment strategy. What are you doing at the moment? Have you changed your asset allocation? Have you changed your stance towards the market? Please tell me. Well, what we've seen the past two, three weeks is something very interesting. We Obviously, everyone has predicted there needs to be some kind of pullback in tech stocks, and that happens. There has been somewhat of a, a, a bit of a sell-off. Now, currently, the RAND is at a, I would say, from my perspective, in an outlier situation. It is very strong in relative terms towards the dollar because the dollar weakened and the RAND appreciated because of the 
um, uh, good mining results that came out, uh, the profits that the mines made in South Africa. So what we're currently sitting at is a very strong rand. So it's actually a great time to buy dollars firstly, and you got the pullback on tech stocks and a few other industries in the U.S. market. So you go on to lower equity uh, that uh, equity prices that you buy on that side. So it's almost like um, two flies with one slap situation on my side. So I have been allocating some of con- of the conservative part of clients' portfolios to gain the dollar exposure firstly and move a bit more into the equity markets. Um, of course, uh, being well-informed and in their risk category and keeping them in there. I'm fascinated by your business, uh, Gustav, uh, Brentos Wealth. It's, and any wealth manager, actually, to be quite honest. But if somebody comes mm. to you and says, okay, I'm, um, I'm 45 years old, I listen to Lindsay Williams every night on uh, on his podcast and uh, watch TV, uh, the business channels, and I think I know a little bit about the markets. This is my 10 million rand. Uh, I want to do a little bit of this and that. And they say, this is what the allocation is in my mind. Uh, do you then say, mm. well, okay, uh, that's what you want to do but we don't quite agree with it. We need to tweak it a little bit. How does it work? Because if it doesn't work, then you're looking silly. And if it does work, he's looking very good. Yeah, absolutely. I I think the most important thing always is, um, well, we have to look at what industries did historically. And I don't believe in going into one single asset or industry um, that uh, ends up uh, being cyclical or anything like that. I, I do like all weather type of portfolio. So mostly we see clients trying to go into equity markets offshore and, and everything without knowing about the tax implication, everything. But uh, at the end of the day, diversification is everything. So I always turn the question around to ask the client, what, what are your expectations yes. uh, first and foremost with this? And if the client's expectation is just to beat uh, the interest rate that the banks give, then you know this client is very risk averse. Um, and then you have to manage that expectation and tell him, well, there is this in the market that can potentially help you, but this is the kind of risk that we're sitting with. You have to be able to stomach a minus 10 or minus 15% draw- drawdown. Um, and I think that is the most important thing in asset management, ma- managing the expectation of the client and then from there on tell them exactly what you expect from the portfolio so that they don't have a different kind of, uh, how can I say, uh, expectations than you. Uh, and I think that's where communication is key. So if somebody came to you and said, okay, here's my 10 million. Now, again, that number coming up into my head. And they said, right. 50% of the portfolio I want to manage, 50% you manage, but I, I, I can't manage the 50% myself because I'm so busy. I can't press the buttons. I don't want to go online. You have to do it. Mm. I want Bitcoin. I want Amazon. I want GameStop. And I want um, Facebook and gold. So those, those five, that's five mm. of the 50%. And then he says, mm. right, the rest of the money is going to be towards income generating conservative um, products and indices and whatever else you'd, you'd be happy with yes. that but you'd execute the business for him in other words you'd buy bitcoin for him and all the other things i just mentioned 
Yeah. Well, unfortunately, in South Africa, because of regulatory expectations and regulations, forbid us to give any advice on cryptocurrency. So I can give him an opinion about it, but I cannot give him advice that I'm liable for on crypto specifically. No, but you could execute, execute the orders for him or her. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would have to sign an indemnity for the crypto. But for the rest, I can give him well advice, uh, good advice, and I can tell him what the expectations are uh, of the portfolio uh, going forward. And I can also put it together and show him, listen, this is what it, a kind of portfolio like this does in crises. This is what happened to a portfolio like this in 2008 and 2000, uh, 2001 with the dot-com crash. Mm. So that's, I think that's the most important thing to show the client that is if everything goes south. What are you expecting that will happen? And then after that, I can actually show him, well, this is the potential um, wealth that can be created. And even though everything goes south, 50% of your money is conservative. Can you live off of that? So I will make a calculation to see, well, will he be fine to live off of that and not be on the street with the 50% he has left? And if he's happy with that and the risk that I told him about, then yeah, full steam ahead. We can absolutely go into that portfolio. Gustav, fascinating insight. Thank you very much for your time. That's Gustav Reinach from Brenthurst Wealth in Pretoria. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.